Wesley. Wesley. Man, where is he? Hey, TJ. What are you doing? Well, Jeremy, you know, this is usually the point where Wesley and I discuss what's on the program, and then he stops me from doing something really dumb. But I can't find him today. So let me ask you, do you think I need to... No. No, absolutely not. But you don't even know what I was going to say. Doesn't matter. Don't do it. Hello? Okay, I won't do it. Who was that? It was Wesley. He says I shouldn't do it either. Making connections. Affecting the culture. Just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Every time that January comes along, we always talk about, you know, New Year's resolutions and a new year and a new you and all of these different things about being new. But there's another aspect in January and it's all about new life. And, uh, you know, we here at American Family Association and EngageMagazine.net, we want to celebrate the sanctity of life. And we want to really hit hard on the issue of life uh, and, and talk about it from several different angles. And so here's what we're going to ask you to do. We're going to talk about life in a couple of different episodes. We're going to do that this week and, and for at least next week and mm-hmm. probably the week after as well. So we're going to have a series of, of three episodes uh, where we're going to be talking about life. And we're going to be taking some angles that maybe you haven't heard from before, especially in this one. And to help us out, of course, Wesley, we've always got you. And uh, Jeremy, our producer, is actually going to be joining us today. You know, when you talk about life issues, Wesley, what we tend to do is we tend to talk about life and, and debating life and arguing for life uh, for those who are uh, non-Christians, mm. right? But there's a lot of Christians who are pro-choice as well. They are. And, you know, I want to go back just a second because right when you opened up the program, it really excited uh, me the fact that you said, and something I've been reminded of, uh, I feel like the Lord's reminded me of lately, is that what we're for also and what we're celebrating, you know, so often uh, the world and uh, will look at us as Christians because we have, you know, a mor- there's a moral law for us that we say, hey, this is what this is what we're against, you know, don't do this, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. But, we, but we also want to be recognized, and this is a good program where we're going to recognize, we're going to celebrate what we're for, and we're right. for life. Yeah, absolutely, that is the thing. We are for the protection, especially, of pre-born life. Even, even though we don't even know the baby. We don't even uh, know the yeah, baby's absolutely. name, we don't know who they are. But, but we, we don't have to, it's we life. We don't have to, it's life. For us as Christians, we're celebrating life, and we're going to defend life. Yeah. You know, back to your question, though, it's real interesting and this is new for me in this area. Uh, I grew up, you know, uh, pro, uh, pro-life, pro you know, want to defend life. But it's interesting in the last four or five years working in ministry, dealing with and asking these questions within the Christian camp. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting some of the questions and finding out that there's a percentage out there that are Christians that are have not yet grown in their, in their knowledge of Scripture in this particular topic. And so they have some interesting comments. <laughs> interesting <laughs> is definitely that. one good word for it. You know, uh, serving as a youth pastor, uh, I had teenagers that would come into my youth groups, and anytime the issue of life would come up, uh, I was almost um, kind of shocked whenever I would hear, uh, you know, somebody would say, "Oh, you can't be for uh, life, or you can't be against abortion because that's just." That's just wrong to, yeah, to yeah. want to force a, a woman. We're going to get into those yeah, arguments in a little bit, but you know. But the thing is, and the fact of the matter is, there are Christians out there who are pro 
choice. Boy. And we need to have the discussion inside the church. Uh, and there's a way that we can have this conversation inside the church that's going to have grace, it's going to have humility, uh, but that is also going to stand firm on the truths and the principles of Scripture. Yes. So let's just start with the first, my first experience of, yeah, so, of a Christian. Yeah, because that's kind of what started the whole idea of the program was the exactly. story you're about to tell. So the first, for the my first experience with a Christian who said they were pro-choice was interesting. So, well, I'm I'm on a um, a tour trip in Washington D.C. We're driving around. And we have a big bus, a lot of people. We're all together, and our bus driver was was um, I got to know him. We anytime we stop and go eat or stop somewhere, he'd get out and walk around with us. So I got to know our bus driver pretty well. And for whatever, I forgot how it led up to it, but we got to the point. I think it was the election cycle coming in and, and, and mm-hmm. a candidate's choice uh, positions and such not. And he mentioned that, it, and you could tell, it was evident that he loved the Lord, he loved his family, he went to church on a regular basis, and he was a Christian. And he said, I'm pro-choice. And um, I just thought to myself, what? And I asked him, you know, I mean, he offered the information. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to follow so, up. So I'm engaged. So I said, um, engage, you get that? There you get that? <laughs> and I said, um, I said, well, now, hold on. I said, um. Um, I, why why are you pro-choice? He said, "Well, look, I don't want to force my morals on another person." And mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, on the surface that sounded good. Kind of caught me back, and I had to go to my, I had to go back to my uh, hotel room and and spend the next couple of days trying to figure out my response to that because I got hung up there. But I can I read a response? Yeah, to that? absolutely. So um, I use GatQuestions.org, GatQuestions.org, pretty regularly. Yep. And it's I, a good site. Yeah, you got questions. Yeah, I got questions. <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention uh, this particular uh, website, it's apologetic website. It's really it's very layperson feel, mm-hmm. so it, it leaves out some of the bigger words, and it, it doesn't go quite as in depth as some of the other ones. But I I like it, and so it, it says um, some pro-choice advocates argue that they are not pro-abortion. They say that hate that they hate abortion, but they support the woman's right to choose. This makes as much sense as saying that you personally hate rape, but yet you support a man's right to commit it. The rhetoric sounds nice, and the mention of choice makes it more appealing, but underneath the, underneath, there's a direct conflict with the God's Word. Absolutely, there is. You know, Jeremy, I'd love to get your perspective on this as well. Oh, okay, so my first thoughts, my aim response to be with that is, what is a law, though? Because every law that you make, you are legislating morality. Right. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. You are saying effectively that one behavior or another is either good or bad, and the full weight of the government will come down to either promote or discourage that behavior. Right. Well, look at it like this. If it's speeding, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't like speeding. I don't want to go 90 miles an hour, but I'm not going to stop someone else from doing it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want a cop to stop somebody from yes. going 90 miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> put your family at risk. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, the fact of the matter is when you are dealing with laws and with legislation of any type, you have to, uh, you are legislating morality like what Jeremy just said. So if you come up with and you hear that question, come back to this podcast because we've helped you answer that question. Because it's, if it was like you if for your first time, it froze me, didn't have an answer, but I, I worked through it. Uh, use the word of God, and that there's the answer. Yeah. And now, what was yours? So I've I've got a couple of them. Um, one of them is uh, that my uh, that I, this is what I've heard. Okay. All right. So I can't afford a baby right now, so I can't force another woman mm. who also can't afford one to have one herself. Uh. And so you know my response to that typically is there are so many resources out there that uh, that offer help 
sure. that that is not but beyond that a baby cannot be valued in monetary terms sure and I'll, I'll tell you this my wife and I, we're single income. She stays at home with our kids. We've not been able, and quote unquote, three. Able, yeah, we got three. <laughs> We've not been able to afford a baby once. You got right. a small family, TJ. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> so, but the thing is, God always provides. Yes. And and here's the the to me, that's more of a challenge to the church. Yeah. Because the that's church what I was should be saying, about. we're here to help. We want to support life, and that doesn't mean we just want to support birth. It means that we want to support life. All right, what's up, Jeremy? Well, I'm just saying, we're seeing today an advocacy of a social justice gospel. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen prosperity gospel, but we're also seeing this social justice gospel where it's hip and cool to take care of the poor, man. You know, you don't want to do anything that's going to burden someone down. And so a lot of uh, more liberal churches say that that's why they don't want to you know, they, they don't want to limit a woman's access to an abortion because they can't afford it because you're not taking care of the poor in that way. Mm. Uh, so uh, sleight of hand there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's really what it is. It's, it's a distraction away from the central argument because what you're saying is, is that a baby is only valuable, is only a valued life if it can be afforded. Money, right. That mm. is wrong. That we, we have the paradigm backwards. Mm. It's we value the life. Let's figure out how to afford it. That's it. Can yeah. I also say one more thing? The mm. life is only valued if it's wanted. Mm. And that's where we come that's into an argument we have. What to. I would want to say is is yeah, so ahead. okay, so the the argument that I hear all the time is is well we can't limit access to abortions due to cases of rape and incest. And that's to the left, that's just the big showstopper right there because you don't want to force this woman who's been through this ordeal already. Right, the word I hear is double victimization. Yeah, so they will have this baby who will serve as a constant reminder of everything that they have been through. And while this argument, while my response to that is not in any way to demean the tragedy that this woman has undergone. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that, but... Yeah, you are. It is, as TJ said, it is a double victimization. You are punishing a third party for the crimes that someone else committed. That'd be like if TJ went out and robbed a bank, me going to jail for it. That's the same right. Well, thing. And, and look, if we want to use emotional terms, we could use we could make emotional arguments all day long. And, and, and this is the one that I go to. If somebody comes to me with that, I say, OK, here's my question. If, if the man who committed the rape goes to prison, he's going to serve time for a few years. Why does the baby get the death penalty? Mm, right. Because essentially that is what happens. Now, I understand, and, I, and, and there again, I want to have the utmost compassion for, for women who have been through that. It is absolutely terrible. But when you look at statistics and when you read the stories of these women who were raped, who, who you know had incest done and all these different things and then had the abortion, what most of them will say is the abortion was worse. Mm. And you know, and one thing too is uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, two things before we go to Wesley. Uh, one, let me just say that the abortions that are done in case of rape or incest are, are maybe one to two percent. Yeah, of it's, abortions it's, it's that are done overall. We're not talking about that. When we're we talk 98%, about... 98%. Yeah, 98% of abortions are convenience-based abortions. Yes. So let's not let's not piddle around with this argument that, you know, uh, uh, over rape and incest. And again, we're not demeaning 
victims or diminishing their yeah no their but right. why do we make a you know when did the benefit of the few outweigh the the needs of the many or the lives of the many uh, yeah of the lives so we're going to punish 98% of babies so that we can allow 2% that 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 doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. You're listening to EngageMagazine.net on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. This afternoon, we're here at the headquarters of AFR in Tupelo, Mississippi. We're grateful for this time to spend with y'all. You can go to EngageMagazine.net to find out more about Engage. We've got our podcast, our YouTube channel at the top there with fresh articles that we uh, produce each week. TJ here, who's in studio with us, who is the host, he is the editor. So if it's bad and you don't like it, <laughs> you can send an email to him and he'll get it. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for listening this afternoon. We're talking about uh, abortion. Uh, we're talking about pro-life. We're talking about what we are for. We're for the protection of life. This is the month where we discuss that. And I just want to mention, if, you, if you've been able to hear the last uh, seven or eight minutes of this program, I want you to understand we're just providing you apologetics to how to respond, um, but to also understand that we're here to win the soul, not the argument, but the, but, but the truths of God's Word and what we discuss will help you win the soul. But uh, remember to have that, uh, that attitude of humility. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now do, can I go straight to Jeremy? Can yeah, I got to be really quick. Okay, i got about a minute. Jeremy, i got to ask you a quick question. Sure. We talked about, I, I want to ask you, what are some of the PC terms that we need to try to avoid? We talked about this uh, outside the program. Well, you really have to call abortion what it is. It's okay. the ending of a human life. A non-voluntary ending of a human life is known as murder. Mm. It's, it Legally, it's a homicide. Legal, it's a legal homicide. But the law, you know, when we look to man's law versus God's law, God's law says all murder is bad, period. We look to man's law, and it's very confusing. Yes, it We've is. We've got different <laughs> types of murder. We've got manslaughter, first, second, third degree murder. We've got conflicting law where a woman can go and have an abortion. If she chooses to kill her baby, it's okay. But if somebody else comes and kills her baby in her womb, it's murder. It's murder. So we no, need to all get on board. The absolutely. death of a baby is an, an intentional death of a baby is murder. It is, Period. it is. And if you want to know how you can be active in this fight, we're going to have a guest on our se- on a ne- the next segment from Preborn, a ministry that, a- that AFA and Engage is partnering with. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay around.